When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Comes a Time with Oteil Burbridge and Mike Fenoya. If you're digging the podcast, do these guys a favor and review and subscribe. It means a lot. Be sure to follow the pod on social media, YouTube, and if you're joining for bonus episodes and exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get on the bus. And now, here's Mike and Oteil. Yeah, the road, back on the road. I texted you this weekend, too, just being out on the road and it's in a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that's right. <laughs> just, oh, it's in the dingiest. It yeah, smelled, it actually smelled like it had mold, you know? So I was like, oh, man. And I actually liked it because, you know, I'm so used to the really super nice hotels and it's like yeah. this is a reminder that you're still paying some dues to do this hotel because this hotel <laughs> sucks but it's out in the middle of nowhere it's like anything my road manager could do about it like you know no it's close no. saying it's interesting that you say that too because i was like you know been out on the road doing a, hi- a hybrid i'd call it you know like great hotels with you know, the stars yeah. that I'm opening for, you know, and then my headline n- n- dates, which some hotels are beautiful and some are not so yeah. beautiful. And I'm just like, you know, when I'm checking <laughs> in, I'm almost hinting to the staff. Like I joke, but I'm not joking. You know, they're like, would you like a, is the fifth floor good? And I'm like, whatever floor is the cleanest, you know, like whatever's the, the <laughs> freshly clean room. And I'm like, did you open up any new sheets in any rooms? And oh, I'm just kidding with you, but I'm not really, you know, like I just play like that. I literally dude, I don't care if I have to open the door and like fall onto the bed. The room is so small. I just want a clean room. I just want a clean, clean. room. Clean. Yeah. And the way it <sighs> smells is a big part of it. I didn't realize because all of mine smell good all the time now. I know. And so I walked out. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and then, so my first thought is, I guess I'll get used to it. <laughs> Do you ever go out and buy candles sometimes? Which I did. You're... Yeah. Do you ever? Dude, send I people... wish that I had some. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know what I think I'm gonna start traveling <laughs> with, Oteil? I think I'm gonna start traveling with these. Like I have these little oil diffuser bottles, at, of like, like yeah. maybe like spearmint or sandalwood or lemon or whatever and just like douse the do like an exorcism and just, just accidentally d- spill it <laughs> whoops i can't take dirty rooms i just don't i don't care like and you know it's it's hard i know some people some gigs we do or you know they're trying their best or we're in the middle of nowhere and maybe the holiday Inn express is the best hotel in the area who knows <laughs> You know what I mean? That's exactly what I was at. 
I didn't want to call anybody out, but that's what I was. <laughs> Me too. Dude. It, it was five minutes from the gig, bro. Out that's in the it. middle of no. What the hell did I text you? I should be sleeping with my shoes on, I think I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> see you beat me i wasn't that bad but that that moldy smell you wonder what's doing that what's wet carpeting it's not I always, dead yeah no i think that's it it's wet carpeting and this room wasn't terrible yeah. that i was in it was just this like lingering <laughs> fresh cigarette smoke that was just like oh, where yeah. is this come is a ghost smoking in here like this is so weird you know, now that you mention it, I think there was definitely some cigarette. I think there was some wet carpet, but there yeah. was because I haven't been in a room that smells like cigarettes in yeah. like a decade. No, <laughs> you know? dude, I didn't even know and they still make smoking know. rooms. They don't. Somebody was just like, "This is in the middle of nowhere." <laughs> F it, <laughs> like I'm smoking. You know, or with someone playing rooms, a festival, there's like. <laughs> That just paid the fine, like Snoop Dogg just hands him like two grand because they're like, yeah, we're smoking up all this whole floor. Yeah, by the way, we're smoking. <laughs> How funny is that? How many you have that fuck you, you money know what you when you could just go, <laughs> what's your fine? I'll oh, yeah. pay it now. Here you go. Yeah. What is it again? Oh, yeah. Here's another five hunch just in case. <laughs> but, you know, the thing floor. you said yeah. first <laughs> about make it uh i was joking but i was not joking i wonder if that was one of the original like genesis or genocide of comedy like it's i want to tell you the truth but i gotta put some sugar with it <laughs> you know? mm. well yeah yeah and then lenny Telling bruce a was hard like truth. fuck that yeah <laughs> here it is straight <laughs> here it is straight <laughs> so funny i've been i've been because and and you know it's it, it goes back to almost like the genesis of our friendship where like we talk about what we need on the road in order to get by you know what i mean and like the this was just one of those like like penultimate road in and out in like three days couple shows good shows but also just like sleeping too much not sleeping at the right hour it's like the minute i enter that hotel room and it's just yeah. me and those four walls it's like all right welcome back it's like the the, the critics like dealing a deck yeah. at the table and he's like come sit and play you know and it's come like here we are again <laughs> yeah. i found you <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i have to do is let it all go because <clears throat> The hard thing is, like you say, sleep too much, sleep not enough, or just the times are weird. Yeah. And so I just have to go, dude, you are not at home. You're not mm. going to bed at eight o'clock and getting up at six. Like, yeah. let it all go. I just let it all go. It's let a little it more difficult for you because you're doing weekends right yeah. now. So you're always going to come back to the home schedule. Whereas yeah. it's a little difficult for me the last couple of weeks. But when I go on this next tour in September, it's two weeks straight. So I can just, right. just re, just be, it's like an astronaut. It's like when you get, when you're <laughs> really? in outer space, you're not on earth anymore, Bubba. <laughs> just let it go. You really man. aren't. <laughs> That's so true, dude. Like you pull, like somehow like the driveway 
to my house is the ozone layer. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I, We're leaving the ozone. <laughs> and then when I get back in, I have to like take a minute to like acclimate to oxygen. And Lisa's like, what do you want to do for dinner? Check out how big the sweet potatoes grew. And I'm just like, give me a fucking minute. Just give me a minute. I got to figure out like my I footing again on earth. 48 hours. <laughs> oh boy, dude. It's a lot. It's a real lot. And you want to know what's funny? I I tried a new LaGuardia has got this like uh you go on to book parking, right? And it's so funny how expensive things are and how like you just go cost oh versus God, yeah, it's crazy. cost versus uh luxury, I'd say maybe. So like you could park literally like at the gate and just walk into the airport and I'm like literally I can like navigate like a New York airport locking my car to sitting in my seat on the plane in like half hour, 40 minutes, but I got to pay some money. Otherwise you got to show up hours early and park in like a remote lot, get a shuttle. Dude, (laughs) O'Teal, I'm ordering parking and I'm going, okay, 190 bucks to park at the airport, 65 bucks to park. Yeah, I know. But then listen, 65 bucks to park in this remote lot. And it says, okay, shuttles every 20 minutes. Let's try this. I I just want to see how it goes. I pull into the parking lot and dude, there's an infestation of these like locusty looking bugs. Like I pulled into the lot and I I hit the, I popped my trunk and all of a sudden these flying like cicadas or whatever the hell. Oh, like they're all movie. over me. They're all over my luggage. <laughs> they're in my car. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Is this is this where Armageddon's beginning is in the LaGuardia discount lot? You know? So <laughs> and they're gonna charge you for it. <laughs> they're not oh, even shit. bugs. They're just little credit card machines with wings flying at me. <laughs> oh my so, god! So yo, I get in, I get into the shuttle, O'Teal. I get into the shuttle. The driver turns and looks at me and he goes, back slowly out of the van. And I'm like, what? He's like, back slowly out of the van. And I'm like, are you robbing me right now? And he goes, you got one of those fucking bugs on your back. I I have had it with these things. Like he made me turn. He was slapping me in the back trying to kill. He goes, there was dead ones all in his van. He goes, I don't even know what these things are. They're everywhere. And he was like flipping out. And I'm like, bro. All right. I thought you were going to like kill me. Like, cool. Yeah. Kill the bug. So we're pulling out of the thing. He's complaining about these bugs. I go do my trip. I come back. It says every 15 to 20 minutes, the shuttle arrives, right? 45 minutes. I'm standing there an hour. I'm standing there somehow. Now I start calling. Okay. And I get the number of the, I'm like, guys, what's going on here? You know, I've been here an hour. You paid 65 bucks for this. 65 but another hundred dollars and i would have been home this is what i'm talking about you know so like the guy picks me up (laughs) he drives to another part of the airport puts the thing in park grabs his lunchbox and goes someone will be here in a minute to complete your drive and i go he goes i'm done for the day i'm going home and i'm like middle of a ride like Come on, man! I, oh. I, I like I landed at eleven. I didn't get to my car until like one thirty, dude. Like, oh my god! And See, now this is where I in. think it's. I think it's a conspiracy. This is where my conspiracy <laughs> mind goes. I go, they do this on purpose. 
They put the bugs there. They fuck you on the time. Then the guy goes in to make you go to the $190. Well, but go ahead. What, it gets worse. It gets worse. Yo, it, it, yeah, it gets worse. He goes, he goes, like this other guy gets in. He's like, Hey, how you doing? He goes, we got to go to the other terminals before we go to the parking. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, come on. Now I work on impractical jokers. I'm like, is this a prank? Like I'm looking like for like cameras and microphones in the van. Looking I'm like, for your boys. With- <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, is fucking yeah. All right, Q, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got me. Had to drive around the whole nope. airport. Oh, back in. I'm like, dude, my car is just like, there's these dead bugs, O'Teal, all over the place. And I'm just like, oh yeah, these fucking things, you know? So I'm like crunching over them when I'm driving. It was a weird, weird day. And I had another trip next week and I had that parking lot booked. And I'm like, cancel, 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 cancel. upgrade cancel. to fucking. There's no way I'm not. Boy. It's just that cost of. I don't know. You'll pay and the I, money. Got to pay the money, man. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm never, ever. What a horrible. Dude, when he pulled over and got his lunch bag and he's like, <laughs> split. Someone else will be here in a minute. And I sat in that. And <laughs> I was there alone for like three minutes, dude. And, and I'm just like, motherfucking the world. I'm like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And then I'm like, second guess, if I didn't stop and get that coffee, if I didn't, you know, check no, no, my no, luggage, if I didn't. It's all the, the next that. time, 190 bucks. Next bro. time. Just got to get ha- that. I'll ex- pay 290. Here's how I think about it, though. <laughs> how old are you now? 90 emotionally, but 43. <laughs> uh. <laughs> See, by that age, because actually 43 was the age that I started doing it. Mm. Come to think of it, 43, I'm a lot older than that now, but I, I just figure like at a certain point in your life, you're just like, no, now I'm in no. the, um, yeah. yeah, the more expensive parking. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, I've done it. You paid your, your post-apocalyptic parking lot <laughs> dues already. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. OTL yeah, I haven't bug. even gotten out of town yet. You know? hadn't even, dude, my car wasn't even fully off. And there's just a swarm of locusts. And I'm like, should I get on this plane? Should I get on this plane? Like, this is weird. See that? <laughs> Excuse me. Remember when I, we had that Skull and Roses gig? Yeah. Where oh, yeah. The changeover was supposed to be 30 minutes and it went 90. And then we only had 30 minutes to play. So this yeah. is where it, it's it's happened a couple of times since then, and I'm grateful for that Skull and Roses gig, yeah. The, it, because I said the next time this happens, I'm gonna cut this off at the first the first time we're 20 minutes over, because it was two mics, right? So the next time you pull in somewhere and you see locusts, you're like, all right, I'm going to expensive. Right. That's it. You know, it's just, you know, right away. Uh uh-uh, I know where this goes. First, uh, at the first sight of locusts. Nope. 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 I, that's when I take my hat and I go, nope. Shift it yeah, to no. <laughs> Put the car in reverse. Uh, I know. Uh, Reboot. Cancel. Anyway. Do oh. not allow. Yeah. I just cancel the gig. Be like, hey, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Oh my God, it was brutal, bro. 
at the first sign of locusts. How hilarious. <laughs> Imagine that review. That's where I, we're like, at. Wrote a review. <laughs> Honestly, that's where we're at these days. At the first sign of locusts. And then when the, yeah, when he got out of the van, I'm just like, I can't even, I, I literally, I, dude, I had it set in my mind. I'm like, if someone doesn't get in this van in 120 seconds, I'm driving it. Like I'm getting in it. I would have, and I'm finishing this ride. The... Cause you know Stop what? They'll up. get in then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I see that thing start pulling off. Somebody come oh, looks like you're doing a little overtime today, chief. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of a ride, dude. He got out. Oh God. I could not believe it. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So good, but then I look at those things too. It's like I probably said this on a previous podcast: is paying the tab up front. Yeah. Because in my situations like that, like this hotel, and then we played uh, Hot August Festival. Yeah. And it was really great. Like it was really great. Like normally in August, and it was in 
outside of Baltimore, Maryland. It's the same thing That's as Washington, D.C. That's steamy. Dude, I didn't think nothing of summers in the South. I was like, we've mm. already had this in D.C., you know? Yeah. It was just yeah. less cold, you know? But it was like spring had just started. I swear, I think it was 69 degrees. Ooh. And I was, it was the perfect day and it was so chill and that's why i think i wrote the set list so chill and little feet was playing oh dude how was that that mm, mm, god i mm, love them mm, 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 good i mean <laughs> wow man it was i know see for us old people we know that means campbell soup Campbell but, soup. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm, good. but man it was <laughs> it was so good and i got yeah. to see them way back in the day actually in birmingham alabama when richie hayward was still alive and paul barrera and the whole it was like oh it was so uh-huh. good but it was really great and then i met have you heard this cat chris jacobs i don't He's, think everybody's so no talking about him like people are just texting me you gotta see this guy christian well then he was playing before us and i got to see him and hang out with him Oh yeah, and he reminded me a little of the colonel, and I told him, and he was like, "Yeah, he guessed my birthday," and so he knew the oh, colonel. No at least met the colonel. Yeah, it was really good energy, man. Really good band. The uh, the band, uh, the bass player and drummer. I think the bassist had been seeing me since he was like a teenager or something. Way way back in early nineties. You know, How old is this dude, Chris? He's young. I mean, he looks to me like he's still in his thirties. You know, yeah, because the colonel had to. Yeah, I mean, if he met him, maybe wow. he's in his early forties. I don't know, but it was he's really so. Just shout out to him. It's really fun hanging with him. We were all watching Little Feet together with Dwayne Betts and Lamar, and it was it was it was a, a fun time. So it was worth it. Like even though the hotel was kind of the locus, <laughs> I. Uh, it was paying the tab up front. Like I bet your shows after that were really they good, were right? Yeah, they were great. And the, the, <laughs> the, the yeah, the crew was fun, and the you know, it, it was a lot of it was a good time, and it was uh, the shows were good. There were some comes the time fans out uh, at nice. the shows. Yeah, there was, it, it, and it Isn't was that really... always nice. That's always Dude. nice when you get comes the time shout out dude some some deadheads in the crowd at a comedy show like i like that because i feel like i'm starting to like infiltrate the you know what i'm saying like more tie-dye socks yeah. at comedy shows is what i'm saying you know i want more pins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more pins you know come out you get on free- stage there's already a bunch of stickers on the stage <laughs> That's what I said. Dude, I had like a full on conversation with this dude about the dead. And I was just like, none of you get it. And I want to keep it that way. I'm like, me and him have a language that, you know, you guys probably. Oh, you're get, on stage doing this? On stage, dude. He was, this dude was sitting front, <laughs> right up front. Shout out Mike for coming out to the show. And I'm just like, yo, dude, what's up? And he was just like, just red eyed and just tied eyed up and Jerry everything. And I'm just like, yeah, man. And he's like, love the pod, you know, like it was just so great. And we started bullshitting about dead stuff. And I'm like, you guys are, you're not in on it, but it's all good. This is, I go, this guy's the best. I think I said something like if you all like licked his sock, you'd be tripping balls for like the next four to six hours. Like I said something funny about it, whatever, but him and his, him and his girl were there and they were great, man. It was fun. It was a fun weekend of shows for sure. But you know, little feet, 
like the band, like the dead, like the almonds, like so many before them and things people I'm not mentioning, but it's that American fabric, that institution of, you know, like, like my introduction to little feet was probably Bobby covering easy to slip. Cause Bob Mm. Weir and and rat dog and stuff would play easy to slip. And I remember being like, who's this, you know? Cause I thought I'm like, what a great Bobby song. And then I found out it wasn't a Bobby song. It was a, you know, but uh, they, to me fit that, you know, I texted you this, this weekend, like they're from LA, but they feel like new Orleans. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think they were from California. I was like, I thought they I were said, from no, New Orleans. Not. They're, from, they're from New Orleans. They're like, nope. LA. I was like, how is that possible? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's just, there's that, like that near the Mexican, near the, like the Mexico US border sound, the new riders of the purple sage type cowboy yeah. vibe, truck drivers driving across the border with, you know, tons of Acapulco gold in the back of their truck or something like that. You know, I get that <laughs> feeling with them. But there is that fabric. Little Feet to me is like, you know, like you were saying, you saw them when other members were still alive and stuff. And Lil George left like, you know, God, what yeah. early, when did he early. die? Mid, early 70s, mid 70s? It was way back there in that first wave of deaths, I think. Yeah. yeah. But their music will sure go on forever. I'm not Little Feet history. Yeah, and it has that gumbo thing. Like all these great bands like could only have happened in America. Right. Right. It can only have happened here in that time, in that specific time period. And I can appreciate it a lot more now being older and knowing the history and knowing the roots of it and how it evolved. You know, it's like, oh, it went electric here and then it immediately took acid. And then, you know, it's like there's a whole but before that, there was just all this mix, you know, it's the mixing of country and bluegrass and gospel and soul and R&B and funk and reggae and just like all the blues and yeah but blues a lot earlier but you know like i know what you mean it's, yeah it's, it's all that gumbo it's that gumbo thing the that's american the music stew yeah yeah it's so neat that's why you and hear I... it it's, it's a really great name to call it a tapestry it's the perfect description of it you're right yeah you're 100 right and I think that those bands like the, the, you know, I'm trying to think of other American and I don't, you know, I got, got it. I know, obviously there's so many with jazz and bluegrass and, and funk and all of that, but that rock and roll standard, I don't know. Like, I feel like little feet's the band that like Jerry and Greg and Dwayne and all that would probably stand and watch. Do you know what I mean? It's the band that oh, the absolutely. bands love. Absolutely, they were. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. 100%. I remember hearing Colonel Bruce talk. I mean, that's how I met Paul Barrere, was he was on Arkansas, that, that first album, Colonel Bruce album that he gave me. Oh, yeah? And I was like, holy shit, he's got the guitarist from Little Feet on this record? I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, maybe he's not lying about all this shit. You know? <laughs> But then I saw Paul Barrere at a Peach Fest a few years ago. God, how many months? The pandemic had screwed my timelines. But uh, it was good to see him and like talk about the Colonel and stuff. You know, it's just yeah. yeah. So they definitely were. And when we were watching them, 
it was so cool because you know i'm playing with this second generation of almond brothers with Dwayne betts and lamar williams jr and so there's they're like a little bit in front of me and they're just looking at each other and smiling and bright-eyed and singing along to the lyrics and Dwayne goes this reminds me so much of my childhood because little feet did a tour with the almond brothers band when i was whatever age he was he was a kid yeah and so he that's when he like really fell in love with them when they were Uh, on the road so it was wow cool seeing him being nostalgic and then you know seeing lamar and he knew like i don't know the words and stuff but they were singing along and just like it was a nice moment man it was that is a nice moment and they still brought it man they They still brought it it was yeah and I, you know, I'm eyeballing the drummer hard because you know <laughs> Richie Hayward's my man. Like, you know, he's like Bonham to me. You know, like any of those great, legendary drummers. Yeah, Richie's yeah. that guy. Like, it's it was hard for me to believe he was white. It was, man. I was yeah. surprised when I saw him. I was like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> he's so funky and got so much of that New Orleans and that snare crack. There's certain crack on the snare that yep. just it sounds ridiculous but it sounds black you know i don't know <laughs> it's just true man like if you're a drummer you fucking yeah. the drummers know what i'm talking about for real it's just a sort of pap, it's got that skippity pat thing on it you know yeah <laughs> skippity pat yeah so yeah. when i'm like when i was watching the drummer you know i can't even help it because he's sitting in a sacred spot and mm. he rushed it. I don't even I should look up his name. Shout out to whoever I've been. Oh, maybe they said somebody Tony Leone. I'm not sure of his name. I, I should it up. be shot yeah. for not knowing, but I should have looked it up while I was watching him. But he's the man. He was handling it, man. And to watch the crowd, like it still had that same effect on the crowd. It was fun. Uh dude, they're so I mean, honestly, and I you know the drums and the bass of Little Feet, I would say, is probably mm. it's Gabe Ford, Tony Leone, Tony Leone, Tony yeah. Leone, yeah, you got it, yeah, buddy. dude. He, he played with is... uh, Chris Robinson Brotherhood, Ola oh. Bell, Levon Helm Band, Phil Esch. So yeah, I have heard him because Ola Bell was one of my favorites. I yeah, do he's know from him. Connecticut. This guy, yeah. And probably, and probably from Chris Robinson. Yeah, because I remember, um, I think the Peacemakers did a gig with them. And I remember thinking that drummer was a badass. Yeah. There he is. There he is again. See, the cream (laughs) always rises to the top, man. They come, they stay out there. Like, got young musicians out there. Just be consistent and don't be a numb nut, man. And if you can play, just stay in the game because you will continually be in the game. You'll have longevity. He is so another... with little feet. Oh, he just kills it. Mm. Oh, and I think the percussion and the rhythm section of little feet was the thing that always made me think they were from New Orleans. Do you know what I mean? Like you hear the beginning of Dixie Chicken and it's like, oh, this is like what a Mardi Gras parade would march to. Do you know what I mean? It had oh, that yeah, meters. Absolutely. Like, a bunch of their stuff. Sound, and the like, slide. Oh, like, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 God, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's a band that like, they, they bit me and I got the bug hard and it took me a while. Oh, like, yeah. yeah I, 
I wasn't into them right off the bat, but that was a thing that like when it finds you, you need it and you can't get enough. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me. Yeah. It's a certain oh, God, fix. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Dixie chicken is it <laughs> right <laughs> it in really the vein. Man. And yeah. I got it. I got to shout out uh, Kenny Gradney, the bass player who <clears throat> who's in that book, the Alan Paul book that I'm reading, you know, they're talking, they go back to that time yeah and um gradney man he's such a sweetheart i've met him a few times but uh we got to meet backstage at the uh just talk for a second backstage uh me him and scott sherrod and um mm. man he was playing some good guitar it just he's really in his element and uh yeah. little feet <laughs> i mean he's in his <laughs> element everywhere but I just felt like it was extra special. He, he was in his element with little feet, you know? Yeah. And, um, Gradney, man, what a, what a cool dude. You know, I'm watching him and as with all these guys at a certain age, you know, you watch them, you think about how many times has he done this? Like, it was so cool to be able to watch him here. still hitting these grooves that he created. It's his yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. It was so just thinking about the history and now here I am coinciding, like playing with him at this time. And yeah. then, I don't know. It just was really, I just felt uh, more reverence than I usually feel being younger. The yeah. older I get, the I more gotcha. I'm like, it's yeah. so heroic to me, man. Beautiful. The beauty of it. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with more Comes a Time. think about that did you think about that up there with bobby like would you look at across during during gigs and say like oh yeah like did you oh, think yeah. about him with like you know he'd be you know he looked at jerry and did this or he did like did you think about that with those guys and with the almonds as well because you're in a very unique you're in potentially like a, a league of your own as it relates <laughs> to like do you, do you understand what i mean like you've had I know, these it's, moments it's only like two other people that have done what I've done. And that's Jimmy Herring and Warren Haynes. That's a, so I'm in a league yeah. of three. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's a very you know? interesting league you're in though, man. <laughs> because you're looking at Bobby and you're going like, now Bobby's someone who quite possibly, if anybody could ever do the math on it, he may have the clock the most minutes on stage of any living person. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he's been, <laughs> that's what he's going for. <laughs> I think that's what he's going for. And he may have it. I mean, Jesus, who's been playing. No, you know? there's a, there's these guys, uh, the golden gate. Oh, now I should be shot because I remember, I think Derek was at the Grammys with him at the same time. Anyway, they had their 70th or 75th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So them old dudes but they, they do put in the hours like the but 20s or some shit yeah. I know. <laughs> but, but, I, that whole but two you know obviously that, bob yeah. yeah bob probably i don't i wonder you know the way deadheads archive everything it could be determined how many hours he might be a guinness book record let's put that holder. out there let's see how good <laughs> you know? our yeah 
Let's see. It yeah, comes a timer. Like, Do the math. How many minutes how, has Bobby stage since Mother <laughs> McCree's Uptown Jug Champions all the way to uh, San Francisco? Uh, is dead it, and isn't he on the road now? <laughs> Shit, I think he is. You're right. I mean, yeah, I he's, on, he's on that. I actually outlaw. think he's still on a break. <laughs> oh, well, no, he's, he he's might going be. Out yeah. soon. He's going with Willie Nelson. I'm going to go see him in a month or so. But yeah, dude, I mean, but you're in such a weird, unique position of that, like, because it's like the, oh my, my God, I think about that a lot with you. And especially, obviously with the dead, because I, I mean, I love, love, love the Almond Brothers, but the Grateful Dead, you know how that's different for me. That's like, yeah, I love them like too much, but I think about you with the Almonds and I think about you like hitting those like, like iconic bass lines whipping post uh that kicks a song off you know what i mean and they're yeah. looking at you and you're looking at them and it's like you're in this different role man than anybody else and when you're looking at like the guy it's, like you, it's a, just i gotta know what that like it's a weird it must be weird <laughs> you know well, it's you know what i think it's it's not weird for one reason well, for two reasons. One, those that particular set of guys were not my heroes growing up. Nah. Uh, and two, I'm always looking at it from the perspective of when I got in. So for me, the Almond Brothers starts at 1997. Now, when you get older, and this is where it always happens. For instance, okay. I was in San Francisco at these last three shows at Oracle Park. And the guy at the Hate Street, uh, Jenny Schumann, who does all my straps, the beaded yeah. strap, shout out to Be Work by Jenny, is having a show at the Hate Street Art Center. So the guy, they're having this big uh, photography and, well, they had some other stuff too, I think some paintings display down there on the Grateful Dead. Yeah. So the guy, I guess, who's the head of the Art Center brought me down. And so it's all these photographs going back to the beginning. And this happened with the Almond Brothers, too. You see these photographs, and it's them when they're like 21. Yeah. Or 19. Or yep. younger. 16. And it's 16. Like, yeah, Bobby, I think, was like go, 16. Yeah, and Kreutzmann was 17. Yeah. Like people forget he was almost as young as Bob, right? And yeah. so then you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I was 32 when I joined. You know, you're just wow. like, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. And then all also, um, <laughs> it's really hilarious that I, I was thinking when I was at Hate Street Arts and I was looking at all these young pictures of Bob. I kept saying, oh my god, that looks so much like Chloe because Chloe was doing my face paint most of the tour. Jess wasn't there. So right, she's right. all up in my face, like really close every night right before the show. My eyes are closed most of the time. But then when I would open my eyes, I would see Bob at like 16. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So as, as I'm going through on the video, I'm like, holy crap, that looks just so much like Chloe. I said it like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> he looks wow. exactly. Like... So it's that kind of thing that just put, you know, puts you in okay. your place quick. You're like, whoa, this is. And a guy interviewed me and said, how does it make you feel seeing all this? And, you know, I, it's live. So I have time to prepare. I said, it just makes me feel really young. 
because you see nice. these pictures and like when Bob yeah. was in these pictures, I was one, two, three, four years wow. old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, you were a Holy baby. Holy shit, you really were. And yeah, you were still in diapers, bro. <laughs> when they were doing all, when they were changing the world. So it's as I get older that the gravity of it becomes more like, oh my God. Yeah. And then, you know, I look over, um, the old looking Bob is the Bob that I know, the older looking Bill, the old looking Mickey. But then when you just, all you gotta do is just have dinner with him. And then some story will happen and you'll be like, oh yeah. Cause especially when they're together, everybody's separate so much, but when yeah. they're all together and then it, it ping pongs off each other. And then all of a sudden, uh, oh, they're talking about Dylan or, oh, they're talking about McCartney or whoever, like, or whatever. Sure. It could be Castro and Walter Cron Cronkite, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You just get reminded, oh yeah, you're the, let me wipe that snot off your nose, kid. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Go make sure nobody stole your bike. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you're a kid. Your diaper. That's yeah. so interesting. And it's such a Diapers great kid. point. Yeah, that's a really good point, though, that you made about, like, they're not your heroes as far as, like, so if, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire was, like, yo, we need you on, like, or if whoever. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, now, if it had been, yeah, um, Wayne Shorter, Joe Zonal, Herbie Hancock, George Duke, um, who, yeah. who my friends all played with, and I'm like, ah, oh, they play. I didn't play with my heroes. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you did get it, your dream come true, but you got like about <laughs> people that couldn't have even dreamed of playing with both bands dream come true. Right. And those so two bands too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for real. And see, I, that's to me, they're just the North, they are the coin and there's the Southern side and, or the East coast southern side and the west coast side yes yeah, south or maybe and just northwest. east and west yeah yeah right it's just yeah. it's whatever it is it's like it's just two sides of the same coin the mushroom totally is, is their symbol is the almond brothers symbol mm -hmm. that mushroom is is central to yeah. the whole thing yeah so it's 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 literally two sides of the same coin so it makes sense in hindsight well, yeah it's yeah. brilliant what god was planning but i just could never have seen it coming yeah and the 13 point light you know and I also yeah right i yep. um raya raya hart mickey's daughter posted this picture that brought her back brought her back to when she was much younger and it was when jimmy it was of jimmy and then there's jimmy and bob dylan i was like oh yeah i forgot jimmy played with dylan you know <laughs> it's like what so wild you know that's like yeah it's like yeah i gotta text jimmy I, I forgot that like yeah i need to ask him about what that was like it's so wild if, he, if we could get him to do a podcast he won't i don't think he wants to be okay i'm gonna ask him but i know what the answer is gonna be it's gonna be like <laughs> pulling teeth trying to get jimmy well maybe we could have like an animation or something of uh you know i'd love to chat with he, him you know, he might do it. I don't know. I would just be, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there. Um, 
I love that picture of the two of you as kids at Red Rocks, like in the crowd, you know, like that's just so wild, you know, like like those days, like you grew up with these dudes, you know, and it's so funny how everybody goes in their separate ways and, you know, like going on the road this weekend and doing stand up, and then like, you know, they're talking to me about like, who was at the club last weekend, who's coming soon. And these are all my friends. These are all people that I do sets with in New York and stuff. And they were like, they told us we're gonna, you know, Fenoy is great, you're gonna love them. You had such a great time, you know, and I'm just like, ah, it's so nice. You know, and like you run into people backstage who maybe, you know, government mule was just there or whatever, and they're chatting and they told us to say hi to you. and. It's so funny, this yeah. road conduit that we're all kind of, we don't see each other, but we're all still, you know, clocking in <laughs> together under the same, you know. It's almost like we're, it's all these separate carnivals on the road. Yeah. So we really, you know, it's, and it, I'm going to tell you, man, it makes the, the whatever crazy bugs and bad <laughs> hotels and whatever easier like I saw I sitting there thinking like you know how many hotels like this has Kenny Gradney been in you know is he still getting one every once in a while like I am right you know I mean just like and so you have that shared thing I feel it so much more now older than I used to it's probably because I was so busy drinking and being a complete wild man. <laughs> I know, honestly. It's nice to get to this point, you know? It, it is. <laughs> it really is. And what was funny was, and it's just so so silly and, and so beautiful in a way. I sent you a text. I'm like, I'm sitting here in this hotel in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, Stella Blue. I'm listening to your Stella Blue, which yeah. I got to I gotta talk with you about because it's so great. But it brought tears to my eyes and it was like, that song specifically oh, always has a very special place in my heart. And uh, it was just like, uh, I had a ton of shit going on, a ton of stuff on my mind. You finally get out of the plane. You finally take the hour ride from the airport to the hotel. You drop your bags. You smell the cigarettes. You, you know, check yeah. for bed bugs, all that. But then you take a deep breath and you're just like, all right, now I'm this guy, you know? And I just started to like well up, you know? And it was like, here we are yeah. again, you know? And I text yeah. you immediately and you go, I'm sitting in a hotel room in the middle of nowhere. And it's just like <laughs> knowing that we could reach out to each other. Big Jay's out on the ride, texted him. He's out on the road. Yeah. It's kind of like you, yeah. you reach out to those folks that you glad we have each other, all of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember being on the road with Jay and Rich Voss calling Jay and being like, you out too? And it was like, that was the first thing he goes, yeah. you out too. And he's like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, and we're just talking road and it's like, just so nice to have that carny, you know, uh, tin can tied to a <laughs> string thing, you know, exactly. wild. <laughs> the really carny wild. brotherhood, the wet white gypsies, the wet white gypsies. <laughs> so dude, have you been getting like, are you feeling all the love? Are you, are you recognizing it? And are you open to it? with all of this outpouring of gratitude for your rendition of Stella Blue? I got to say, man, I really am. And I'm really, really grateful. I got to say thank you, first of all. But this was my dream come true. You know, Bruce used to always call me Pisces Moon. He said Pisces Moons are very, 
not too sensitive, but too sensitive in a not derogatory way. Right? Got it. Empathetic. I have, I don't, I'm not that empathetic. I'm trying to cultivate it, but I don't know. It's weird. I do have a blind spot, but I'm very, uh, I guess I am ultimately if stuff makes you cry like that, I get it from my mom. You know, she cries at the down syndrome person on the McDonald's commercial and, um, she just feels that stuff. And it's Pisces is like the wateriest of the water symbols and the moon is water. So I have a Pisces moon. So it's just like a pile up, you know, he said you and Michael Jackson, (laughs) Virgo (laughs) with Pisces moon, right? Yeah. Yeah. But here it is when I did this record and I was like, okay, this, I feel like is the best thing I've ever done. Why? Because it taps into exactly those emotions. And like, I, the biggest, and the top three reasons of what I want this uh, record to accomplish is for people to be able to have a good cry. I think it's one of the most important emotional healing things. It's one of the most important psychedelic experiences that you can have without. Yep. I agree. Exogenous psychedelics. And so much of what I've heard is men telling me that they it made them cry. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with Western society in general and our country in particular. I think men need to allow themselves to cry more. And I'm hearing that over and over and over again. And that makes me feel better than anything, man. It really does. Well, dude, yeah, I can. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happily, uh, proudly on that list <laughs> of dudes who <laughs> cried with that song. And I'll tell you what made me like well up again was watching the video of you singing it because you're literally like, it's a vulnerable moment. You're like cut, like when watching someone hit a note that high, you know what I mean? And, and, and just the beauty, the beautiful studio you were in and the beautiful part of the world you were in and the beautiful song you're doing. And even down to like the shirt you were wearing and the, it was all just beautiful. It was beautiful. And you know, I'm driving back from the airport and I'm listening to Tales from the Golden Road with Gans and Lambert mm. and they're chatting about it and they're playing it and they're talking about you and people are calling in and nice. they're like, yo, that song, because they played oh, I gotta it and go they listen took to calls. That. Oh, dude, it's beautiful. In fact, there was, go there was a kid that, that. There was, oh, it's sweet. on, if you got the Sirius app, it's probably... I do, I'll I have it. it. And, oh man, yeah, sweet. You could probably, I think, well, they definitely replay it today. Oh uh, yeah, we'll find it. Yeah, but they anyway, archive them all. I've I've got my phone. Totally beautiful, and they were going. They were just like you know singing your praises. But what the when, one of the beautiful things I heard was there was this young kid that called, and he was like, "I'm new to the Grateful Dead." He had a question about the Dylan and the Dead album, and how like ever no one liked it really. But he goes, uh, Boy, I gotta tell you, he goes, I feel that O'Teal Stella Blue in my bones. He goes, I he goes, I, I'm getting mm. chills all the way down to my bones. He goes, that was beautiful. And it's just so nice to kind of like uh I mean, you were like, I'm going to Iceland and I'm doing this album. Like we talked about it, and it's like neat. Like like yeah. we've been listening to you chat about it since the like the idea popped into your head, you know? And and you did <laughs> yeah. it. Like as your buddy, I'm like. 
so fucking proud of you because like you did it you go i'm going to iceland we got the studio we're doing these guys are gonna do it like you basically like set the path you went there you recorded it and it's been mixing and everything and now finally here it is and it's like it's a testament to patience it's a testament to like pushing yourself to a different place um you did songs you didn't do before really you know i mean you've done them maybe but you i mean not you did a fucking i never sang uh i never sang days between before or standing on the moon before i demoed them at home um and what i think maybe one more uh no i think all the other ones i had at least done once but one time i have to look over the list but i know days between and um standing on the moon i was very nervous about that and i'm still a little critical of people hear it soon although those are two of my favorites on the record um but i know i'm going to get a chance to tweak them live too when i do them live going forward so yeah um, yeah i really man the it was like it is all this is like a testament to patience i've I'm glad I lived long enough to realize how long things some how long some things take for Nigel's yeah. sake and Kavi's sake, you know. Yeah. Because some yeah. things take a really long time. <laughs> you know. But that was like a mission. It was like a SEAL team because we had nine days and that's it. And here I am doing a record of all ballads, the first record that I'm going to sing everything on. That's right. insanity. Right. And you were, and, and, and and I remember the detail of like, you had a vicious cold. You, you were like, Oh dude, you had like, there was like two straight months of you just blowing your nose, like leading up to that trip and probably two months after too, now that I think about it, but actually I'm still calling up, you know, I'm thinking some of this is just long COVID stuff, but it's a really good thing that people don't see like all of what, the recording process because there's two things happening a lot me hacking up loogies between takes coughing and hacking up loogies yeah and me crying constantly it's like all he does is cry and hack up loogies <laughs> that this this album should have been sponsored by kleenex <laughs> no kidding because boy did i go through them and uh you know yeah, tears and boogies I felt bad like for what they're the, made for yeah i felt bad for the people watching it because you know, we did all the music first. I think I did all the vocals in the last two days. And you can hear my voice getting kind of rough on Mission in the Rain. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because it starts high and stays high the entire time. <laughs> and you can really hear it on the record, but it kind of adds to it uh, because yeah. it's such a uh, a heart-wrenching thing. It puts a little razor blade on the skin a hundred percent yeah yeah so it helped it uh in the end you know yeah but it was it was scary like doing that uh, it's staring down a barrel like you got nine days to do this the first album you ever sang all the way through on and you're singing all the ballads and they're all going to be judged because all these songs are not new everybody has these songs already in their head imprinted on their souls right so right and you're going to even take liberties with it? Like, you know, it, yeah. That's, Talk about that's, facing down the critic. 
<laughs> when you got this guy looking over your shoulder. Um, there he is up in the clouds. But I'll tell you what, man, if you think about it, though, because I think about it, I get what you're saying. But also, look, if John Prine did a, an album of Jerry Ballads, if Tom Waits did an album of Jerry Ballads, if Adele did the like like the but spectrum, those are guys the most that are they're known for singing. No, but my point <laughs> I is, is like, yeah, but, that to help me. <laughs> but I would say though that like you know the difference in it, the tweaking it, the like the yeah, raspiness yeah. of it, the edge of it. It came yeah. from an imperfect singer. I mean, Jerry was mm -hmm. so beautifully imperfect. You know what I mean? Like his creaky. The thing I love about when I picture Jerry yeah. singing is there's a there's a cigarette burning at the headstock of his guitar. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> yeah. just always had that. Think about the snots he was fucking spitting up back then. You're not smoking six packs of Lucky Strikes either, you know? But you could tell that, dude, I mean, honestly, it was worth the wait because you could hear your emotion, you could hear your commitment, and you can hear the just the dedication that like went into mixing it and all of it, dude. It's just the strings at the end, the way it goes off on a whole other ending. That Stella Blue yeah. is like, and that song dude, to me, Crosby. Nah, God, he that's just beautiful, dude. It sounded like you had a hundred piece orchestra, you know. I know, and it, it was just four tracks. We did, um, All the strings on the album are, are basically string quartet. Yeah. But for some reason, it sounds like so much more. Like and I think it's just the way he voiced, he voiced it because he's got that musical sense and yeah. perfect pitch like my brother. But it's not just perfect. Perfect pitch is a separate thing, but him and my brother both have it, and they both played keyboards. And then another instrument, which was their first instrument. Kofi was flute and Jason was violin. But yeah. he just has that musical sense to where he could voice it like that. And it sounds so lush, like a string section that's much bigger than it was. He was I, really a secret yeah. weapon. In, you know? Sound like a full orchestra. And Adam Tenenbaum, too, man. When people hear Standing on the Moon mm. and some of the other tunes were... Uh, Adam Tenenbaum's space sounds like, you know, yeah, it, it was the way it all came together. And I got to say too, man, in the videos, all those scenes that you're seeing on the videos of the Arctic ocean and the, and the, uh, the ladies riding up on horses. That was my wife, Jess and Al Evans wife, Kim, and my manager's wife, Brady. And it was like these girls were went on a snow riding trip on the horses, you know, <laughs> and like all that stuff was literally if you open the front door of the studio, that's what you would see. It's not God. footage from somewhere else. Like all that footage is from right there at the studio. You open the studio door and look out the window and there's the Arctic Ocean. It's uh, the it's most mystical shit, dude. It's out it of really is. totally out of control. And 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 yeah. I hope that people realize that when they hear this, because also, dude, there's a flight that takes place. There's a change in altitude that takes place. There's a change in the moisture in the air that takes place that you singing have to adapt to. And that's a lot, oh, man. Yeah? It's not oh, like you yeah. recorded this in Florida in the humidity. 
that's that's a that's no, and man. I was on a different time zone <laughs> too. <laughs> we just yeah, got man. in there and started banging it out. And it, that's why I say like it's almost like uh it's like being an astronaut. You know, once you get there, you just let go of all of whatever happened, even if it was an hour ago. Because right. now you're in right. outer space. Once you leave the atmosphere, just leave it behind and be yeah. where you are. I had a spit cup and I had a box of tissues all the time <laughs> and we're doing it because we we're on the clock well, and I got through it somehow between all the yeah. tears and loogies. <laughs> how, how full circle, O'Teal, that so many men are listening to this with a spit cup and a box of tissues next to them as well because it's <laughs> making everybody cry. <laughs> God. I think big tissues is behind all I hope, of this. <laughs> I hope people have, have heard the entire record now before they hear this uh, podcast, so I haven't ruined the image for forever. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that's beautiful. Out. <laughs> that's so great. Oh, my God. Well, everybody can hear it at, uh, I mean, now it's probably, it's out by the time this drops. So yeah. I'm sure everyone's crying like a baby in a good way <laughs> we all do need it for sure so maybe we should have comes the time uh tissue box holders like uh you know do you go to the hotel and they have the fancy box yeah, yeah we'll right. <laughs> for, your, for your, or just like actually have lovely view of heaven tissue box holder just, just for that record just for that record <clears throat> that's amazing if you go to our Patreon, you can get a hanky. Yeah, you just get a little man hanky. Making men cry since 2023. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, I love God, it. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode. We love you. And uh, if you're enjoying us, go subscribe and share and like and join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod for bonus content. Uh, the merch is up. So head over to uh, our store on our website and uh, uh, grab yourself a T-shirt, maybe a hat, maybe a hanky to cry to. And uh, <laughs> we will uh, see you again very shortly. Love you all. Peace. Pantheon Media presents Comes a Time featuring Mike Fenoya and Oteil Burbridge. Executive produced by Christian Swain and Peter Ferrioli. Produced and edited by Eric Limarenko and Stu Silverman. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Comes a Time with Mike Fenoya and Oteil Burbridge. Be sure to follow the pod on social media, YouTube, and if you're jonesing for bonus episodes and exclusive content, go to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get on the bus. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 